Greetings, everyone, and welcome to episode 11 of the Universal Freemason podcast. I am your host, J.T. Asher. I am the founder and president of the Universal Freemason Research Society, a nonprofit educational corporation teaching Masonic philosophies as a means to improve society as we all improve our ways of acting and thinking through Masonic concepts. And what is the first duty as we open this podcast? And you'd be right again if you said to give the Tyler the night off. That's right. Put away the sword, Brother Tyler, and open the door. Let them all in. This podcast is open to anyone interested in learning about Masonic philosophies to improve their thoughts and outlook on the world while destroying one's own ego. All right, so been a lot of occurrences since episode 10, and I apologize for the delay. Once again, I've been dealing with some injuries uh, to my uh, first, I had a little bit of gout in my feet and then uh, ended up uh, tweaking my knee. So I haven't, uh, I've been in some amount of pain and not, uh, obviously when you're in pain, you're not in the best mood. So uh, forgive and uh, let's go forward. Uh, let's talk about what's happened since episode 10, other than with with uh, with what happened to me. Uh, our hearts go out to our uh, people in uh, Beirut, Lebanon. After that horrible explosion that decimated their city and their lives there, uh, I was just gut punched watching that whole situation unfold. I can't imagine what the aftermath has been like uh, as the rebuilding is taking shape. So uh, please give our brothers from Lebanon a, a listen on their podcast. It's called the Travelers Podcast uh, here on Anchor. They do a great job on that podcast teaching the importance of esoterica and Freemasonry. Uh, their path is kindred to mine, and I learn a lot from what they have to say. And uh, on a lighter note, very recently the United Grand Lodge of England has acknowledged publicly the existence of women Freemasons and two lodges uh, related to Freemasonry for Women are mentioned in the United Grand Lodge of England's website. Uh, though they have acknowledged the existence of Freemasonry for women, I'm not sure this is a uh, recognition of such. And frankly, I do believe that the recognition of women in Freemasonry uh, between uh, male and female lodges uh, should exist soon, including visitations and official visits and the like. I don't really grasp why uh, this should not happen. I think uh, United Grand Lodge of England are are taking baby steps to this end, but I think you'll see it. Uh, Universal Freemason Research Society uh, does not purport or promote at any one lodge, just so I make that clear. Um, uh, we are we exist to. Uh, uh, promote the uh, philosophies and the teachings and and uh, and the actions of Freemasonry, and uh, we don't uh, promote one certain lodge. But I do hope to see that more lodges uh, will uh, unify and, uh, you know, we can get past some of the things in, 
that's uh, held us back from unifying in the past. That's uh, that's all I'll say. Uh, I, th- I think the old ways of viewing Freemasonry for men only is is a little bit outdated. And by now, Masonic lodges should be more inclusive because the spirit of Freemasonry has never excluded any human being seeking her knowledge and life-changing philosophies. And that brings us to today, where we will take a look at Albert G. Mackey's book, The Symbolism of Freemasonry. Uh, And we're going to read from chapter 1. It's called, uh, the title of the chapter is actually called Preliminary, The Origin and Progress of Freemasonry. And we'll do that right after a word from our sponsor, Anchor Podcast app, App. This is the Universal Freemason Podcast. And we are back. Uh, you know, I did not mention in the opening segment, because I was too busy stammering and uh, tripping over my own words there, uh, but I did want to say I uh, want, want to mention that I really appreciate and thank you all for the over 700 visits to our quaint little podcast here. Uh, of course, that's minuscule, I know, uh, um, compared to, to a lot of others, uh, but it means every every bit to me, as it would if it were 70,000 or 7 million visits. Um, I really appreciate you guys taking time to drop in, listen to what I have to say, even though, you know, like I say, when I stammer all over myself. But thank you. Uh, I hope something's been said here has been helpful and meaningful to you very much. Let's talk about Albert G. Mackey, shall we? Or should I properly say Dr. Albert G. Mackey? Uh, According to Wikipedia, Albert G. Mackey, M.D., was born in uh, Charleston, South Carolina, on March the 12th, 1807, to John Mackey, uh, who was a physician and journalist and educator. Uh, His father actually published a book titled, um, in part, that it was a long title, so I'm going to trim it here, um, All the Rules of arithmetic properly explained. Now, I'm not a math guy, so, and I know math people, and math people are different than word people. And so I'm pretty sure his father was, I'm imagining, maybe fairly a dry person, serious. That's how I'm imagining it. Of course, I don't know. Uh, that math book was the most comprehensive work on arithmetic that had been published in the United States at that time, according to Wikipedia. Now, Dr. Albert G. Mackey, John Mackey's son, Albert G. Mackey, who we're, who we're going to talk about today, he taught school to earn money for medical school, and he graduated from the medical department of the College of South Carolina in 1832. Now, in 1838, he was appointed demonstrator of anatomy at the College of South Carolina, now, a little bit later, we'll figure out why that's important. Um, as we read from the origin and progress of Freemasonry, well, we're going to note references to human anatomy uh, as uh, he dissects the craft, no pun intended, really, 
of Freemasonry. So we're going to see that he's going to talk about the human body as in, in comparison with Freemasonry. Now, Mackey and Albert Pike went on to work together establishing rituals of the Scottish Rite Southern Jurisdiction. And we'll talk about that compilation in later episodes, uh, as it was an interesting relationship. A side note, if you uh, happen to be a Scottish Rite Research Society member, you can read about the relationship in the foreword of Esoterica by Albert Pike, which was recently mailed out to um, SRRS members uh, last uh, month or so. I think I got it about two months ago. And, and really, when I have time, I haven't been able to put it down. Very beautiful book, very well printed. Uh, handsome, 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 great addition to any library. And if you're, a, and, I'm, and, and as I mentioned before, uh, Universal Freemason Research Society uh, doesn't promote any one Masonic uh, viewpoint. Uh, I happen to be a member of the SRRS, and I uh, really love the books that I get from them. Uh, it's worth looking into if you're interested in that sort of thing. Uh, well, let's read now from the uh, from the text of the origin of Freemasonry. Let me get my papers here together. Let's read from here. Sort of a long few paragraphs maybe, but uh, bear with me here. This is from The Origin and Progress of Freemasonry. That's the ch title of the chapter. Uh, this is from The Symbolism of Freemasonry by Albert G. Mackey. And you can find The Symbolism of Freemasonry online just by doing a search for it, and you can read it for free. Let's begin. The Origin and Progress of Freemasonry. Mackey writes, Any inquiry into the symbolism and philosophy of Freemasonry must necessarily be preceded by a brief investigation of the origin and history of the institution. Ancient and universal as it is, whence did it arise? What were the accidents connected with its birth. From, from what kindred or similar association did it spring? Or was it original, independent in its inception, of any external influences and unconnected with any other institution? These are questions which an intelligent investigator will be disposed to propound in the very commencement of the inquiry. And, they are questions which must be distinctly answered before he can be expected to comprehend its true character as a symbolic institution. He must know something of its antecedents before he can appreciate its character. But he who expects to arrive at a satisfactory solution of this inquiry must first, as a preliminary absolutely necessary to success, release himself from the influence of an error into which novices in Masonic philosophy are too apt to fall. He must not confound the doctrine of Freemasonry with its outward and extrinsic form. He must not suppose that certain usages and ceremonies which exist at this day 
but which even now are subject to extensive variations in different countries, constitute the sum and substance of Freemasonry. Let me read that back again. He must not confound the doctrine of Freemasonry with its outward and extrinsic form. He must not suppose that certain usages and ceremonies which exist at this day, but which even now are subject to extensive variations in different countries, constitute the sum and substance of Freemasonry. Now, let's think about that for a minute. So, it's not... Let's think about that for a minute. That's pretty profound. <laughs> and let me, let me read on. It must always be remembered that the ceremony is not the substance. It is but the outer garment which covers and perhaps adorns Freemasonry, as clothing does the human figure. But divest the man of all that outward apparel, and you still have the microcosm, the wondrous creation with all his nerves and bones and muscles, and above all, with his brain and thoughts and feelings. And so take from masonry these external ceremonies, and you still have remaining its philosophy and science. These have, of course, always continued the same, while the ceremonies have varied in different ages and still vary in different countries. That's Albert G. Mackey. From the Symbolism of Freemasonry, it's uh, from Chapter 1. It's called Preliminary, uh, The Origin and Progress of Freemasonry. Very interesting. And, I, and you know, this is probably about the tenth time that I've read that. Uh, probably the first time out loud. But that's why I got a little flabbergasted there, because I think it's so profound, because we spend a lot of time making sure our ceremonies are oh so correct. <laughs> and Albert G. Mackey says, no, 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 now hold on. These things change over time. But that's just the clothing. That's the window dressing of Freemasonry. That's what, uh, that's what Mackey says. Uh, so, as I said, in these paragraphs, Mackey reminds Freemasons that Masonic ritual and ceremony are not the sum of Masonic doctrine and that the Masonic ceremony is not the substance of Freemasonry. Mackey calls the ceremony the garment which covers and perhaps adorns Masonic doctrine, just as clothes and clothing adorns the human figure. Mackey goes on to say, But divest a man of that outward apparel, and you still have the same microcosm, the wondrous creation. And now here's where Mackey showcases uh, the doctor part of himself. Uh, showcases with all his nerves, muscles, and above all, his brain and thoughts and feelings. And very interestingly, Mackey continues, take from masonry these external ceremonies, and you still have remaining Freemasonry's philosophy and science. And Mackey reminds us 
that the philosophy and science of Freemasonry have always continued the same, while the ceremonies have varied in different ages. And they still vary to this day, even as I'm standing here speaking in 2020. In August of 2020, you will go to different lodges and you will sit in, in ceremonies that seem the same but are always slightly different. That's pretty interesting thoughts here. Like I say, as much as much energy as we put into getting these ceremonies right, as, as much as we put into the memorization um, and, uh, and such, it, it's, it's almost refreshing to know that what we are putting out there is the window dressing to something that is much deeper, much deeper. Uh, in Morals and Dogma by Albert Pike, Pike alluded several times throughout several chapters that the best Masons exhibit Masonic behavior long before entering a lodge and becoming a lodge member. Uh, So what's Masonic behavior? Well, we know it when we see it, right? But I think it includes putting the needs of others before the needs of the self. Masonic behavior weighs heavily on destroying one's ego and having a desire to become better and a less selfish person as a means to improve themselves as they improve the society in which they live. Maybe what I just read from Mackey also begs the question, so why have these ceremonies at all, right? Why put all the hard work in? Why adorn our lodges with these beautiful symbols? Why, Why do all of that? Well, I I think it begs the question. And it's a question that we've all heard if uh, you've ever entered a lodge or if you've ever read uh, any kind of Duncan's ritual, any kind of Masonic uh, ritual. And the question is going to be, where were you first made a Mason? Where were you first made a Mason? And if we truly were made Masons in our hearts, then we realize that lodge membership did not give us our Freemasonry, correct? Lodge membership did not give us our Freemasonry. Then the ceremonies, I believe, should exist only to enhance our Masonic tendencies of love and fraternity and to open our hearts and minds more so, more so, to the origins of the faith in a creator uh, we brought to the ceremony with us. It's to enhance our religious beliefs, in other words, where we serve our Creator as we serve humanity. So, the window dressing of the lodge, the ceremony, is to enhance our our Freemasonry. It's to enhance the Masonry we already brought with us. If you haven't brought your Freemasonry in the door with you, these ceremonies really won't mean as much, in my opinion. That's what I think. Uh, So in closing, we should take away from Mackey's words that ceremony and Freemasonry Freemasonry is an adornment. It is Freemasonry's clothes. It's not Freemasonry in its entirety. It is of uttermost importance for Freemasons to study Masonic philosophies. That is what does not change in Freemasonry. And to learn and grow from the teachings of Freemasonry and to use Masonic rituals and ceremonies only to enhance what we have learned 
from the eternal Masonic spirit that showers love and selfishness, selflessness upon us all. The ceremonies should exist to enhance your Masonic tendencies. That is the purpose of the ceremony. Okay, what do you think? Uh, feel free to contact us at universalfreemason03 at gmail.com. You can leave voice messages on the Anchor app for me. Uh, certain that uh, some would probably disagree with what I just read, and that's fine. That's worth having a discussion about. Uh, I'd be glad to hear from you. You can also direct message me on Twitter, at UFreemason. Uh, please let me know also if there's any authors or subjects you would like to hear about in future episodes. I am your host, J.T. Asher. This has been the Universal Freemason Podcast. Go in peace, so mote it be.